0: Praise the Lord. Okay. All right, well, we'll pick up where we left off here last time. This stuff is, is so fantastic. Just, that's the cool thing about uh, you know, knowing the Bible's history instead of uh, just some sort of spiritual stories or whatever. So we're in 1 Samuel, and I believe we got all the way to 24. Let's take a look here. Uh, let's see. I know they were trying to get David one more time, and uh, David, remember David said, look, <laughs> David stole his water jug, remember, and his spear. While they were sleeping. I mean, David's right on top of him. And no kidding, if David wanted to. This guy's trying to kill me. Why don't I kill him? But he didn't do it. Anyway, remember Saul saying in First Samuel chapter 24, toward the end of that chapter, uh, may the Lord reward you for your kindness you've shown for me today. Now I realize you're surely going to be king. Okay, but he already knew that anyway. Anyway, so let's go right into the next chapter. Uh, let's see. Actually, we made it past that. that was, well, that was when he tried to get him the first time he was on the toilet. Remember that? Okay, in the cave. Now, uh, this in chapter 26. That's when uh, he tried to do it again. And that's when he had his spear in his jug. Here's your spear, uh, sir. David replied, let one of your young men come get it. Okay, okay. Uh, notice what he said. May the Lord save my life, even if I have saved yours today. May he rescue me out of all my troubles. Okay, all that kind of stuff. All right, here we go. Here's where we left off. Now, notice this. Now, see, sometimes we get to thinking, you know, we don't want to say this because, remember, David's my image of perfection. Now, come on. Your faith is going to go up and down just like Peter on the water. You're walking on the water, you're sinking, and then you're back on the water. It goes by your fear. You've got to manage that and go, I've got to get a hold of myself. That's why the Bible says, you know, know, to rejoice in the Lord always because we're not always rejoicing. Okay, here we go. David kept thinking to himself, someday Saul's going to get me, you know. I'll try my luck among the Philistines until Saul gives up and quits hunting me. uh, Then I'll finally be safe, which is a smart move for him. So that's what he does. So he kind of goes outside of, uh, we'll say Alabama, goes over to Georgia for a while. So David took his 600 men, their families, to live at Gath under the protection of King Achish. Now, he was not an Israelite. He was a Philistine. But you talk about favor, watch this. Now, remember, this is not the story where he's... Acts like a wild man. No, he's going to be part of this country for a while. He had his two wives with him. I know him, whatever, Jezreel, Abigail, Carmel, Nabal's widow. Okay. Soon word reached Saul that David had fled gas. So he quit hunting for him. Hey, okay, that's what David was after. One day David said to Achish, that's the king. My Lord, if it's all right with you, we'd rather live in one of the country towns instead of here in the royal city. Now remember, Israel lost their whole country. Although Saul had gained part of it back, David was with him in the land of Judah, but the rest of the territory, all the 12 tribes, had lost their place. So, notice what David says. We want to stay in one of these other cities if it's okay. Achish gave him Ziklag. Well, that was one of the Israeli towns, but it was overrun with Canaanites now. Why? Because the Israelites, oh, I worship idols. I don't care about the Lord. Total promise from the Lord. You worship idols, you're going to lose everything, Okay, which is a Insight for us. Why should we today believe in poverty? Because we love the Lord. When the roll's called up yonder, I'll be there. What about us? Trust the Lord for total prosperity, total health, total this and total that. Praise the Lord. It's okay to feel good. You know, we were coming through an intersection and Myrna and Bob and I were down there and there was a, I I don't do my alms before, man, but I got to tell you this. Okay. I wasn't showing out. I just, I couldn't see anybody here asking for money. And then all of a sudden in the shadows, I saw the guy. So I got out. I had a $5 bill the gave to this guy. And then Myrna and I were talking about, doesn't it make you, she said, doesn't it make you feel good to give money to somebody? I said, yeah, it does. It really does. And then we got to talking about it. And we were just talking about, you know, God, we are so blessed. Hallelujah. We are. But we could have been just like him, you know, struggling or whatever. But we're not, praise the Lord. And I don't want to defeat that by walking on the water and all of a sudden I'm sinking because I start believing Jesus. Uh, I believe you're a poor man. Does he look poor in that picture? Woo, no. He doesn't, want me to, he doesn't want me to learn about being poor. Those are all myths and traditions which are not scriptural. Anyway, word soon reached Saul that David had fled. Okay, he quit hunting him. Okay, so he said, "I want to go to Ziklag, which belongs to one of the king, which still belongs to the kings of Judah to this day." Well, at this time it didn't. Okay, okay. So anyway, they live there. See, there, among the Philistines for a year and four months. Wow. See the history. All right. So they've been a year and four months, and they've, that's how long it's been since Saul had been chasing them. He spent. He and his men spent their time raiding the Gergesites, the the Gerzites and the Amal, uh, Amalekites. People who lived in the shore along the road to Egypt ever since ancient times. Well that doesn't sound too Christian like. This is not a spiritual book. This is a history book. And if you go look at the details, the Amalekites that's where Saul lost his lost his kingdom to David. Samuel said, the Lord said, go beat the Amalekites, don't leave any of them alive, wipe them out. And the Lord tells you why, because when the Israelis came out from under Pharaoh, the Amalekites came out to attack them. That's when Moses was trying to hold his hand up, as long as he had the the rod up in the air, and her and the other guy, anyway, was holding his arm up. When he dropped the rod, the Israelites were losing, but when he kept the rod up, they were winning. And God swore that he was going to wipe out the Amalekites. And he had the opportunity under Saul, and Saul saved the king, saved all the animals, saved this, saved that, and whatever. Didn't obey the Lord. But anyway, so David's going out there, sneaking around. See, oh, yeah, he tells us, people who lived along Shur along the road to Egypt ever since ancient times. They didn't leave one person alive in the villages they hit, and took for themselves the sheep, oxen, donkeys, camels, clothing, before returning home. Where'd you make your raid today? This Canaanite king said. But he was a friend of him. King Ash is asked. David said, oh, well, we were at the south of Judah. David's really lying here. And of the people of Jeril and the Kenites. See, the Kenites were Moses' descendants. David was lying. No one was left alive to come to Gath and tell where he had really been. This happened again and again while he was living among the Philistines. Achish believed David and thought that the people of Israel must hate him bitterly now. Now he'll have to stay and serve, serve me forever, the king thought. Well, <clears throat> that's the end of that chapter. Now, this, this book, at the end of this, David is king. Saul's fixing to get killed, and we, we should be able to get to it. It's, it all goes quick. About that time, 10 years later, no, we'll not we read it now. The Philistines mustered their armies for another war with Israel. Come help us fight, King Achish said to King David. Now, remember, David's now going to be on the Philistine side. That ain't going to work out too well. Good, David agreed. You'll soon soon see what a help we can be to you. See, because David's going to have to go to war with Saul, which he wasn't. Remember, (laughs) he wouldn't even kill him. So he would turn and fight for the Israelis. Only one catch here is the rest of the Canaanites are like, wait a minute, who's this David guy? We know who he is. If you are, you'll be my personal bodyguard forever, for life, King Achish said. Meanwhile, Samuel had died and Israel had mourned for him. Samuel? What this book's about, that, prop, that uh, prophet, he was buried in Ramah, his hometown. King Saul had banned all mediums and wizards from the land of Israel. And he's trying to make a good plug here. In other words, people let's show, tell the future, whatever. The Philistines set up their camp at Shunem and Saul and the armies of Israel were at Gilboa. Okay, Philistines here, Israelis here. When Saul saw the vast army of the Philistines, he was, look at that, he was frantic with fear. Asked the Lord what he should do. But the Lord refused to answer him either by dreams or by the urim or, or by the prophets well that's a bum deal what's the matter? Look he asked for it he got it. The Lord had left King Saul and went to who went to David okay Saul remember saul wanted the the wanted all the the priests killed because they thought they were helping David. none of his men would help kill those priests except for that slave guy mm. Anyway, so then Saul instructed his aides to to find him a medium so that he could ask her what to do. Uh Uh-oh. And they found one at Endor. How many movies have you ever seen? They say, well, The Witch at Endor. Where do you think they got all this from? Anyway, Saul disguised himself by wearing ordinary clothing instead of his royal robes. He went into the woman's home at night accompanied by two of his men. Well, let's watch this. I've got to talk to a dead man, he pleaded. Will you bring his spirit up? Uh, are you trying to get me killed? The woman said. You know, Saul has set all mediums and fortune tellers to be executed. You're spying on me. But Saul took a solemn oath that he wouldn't betray her. Finally, the woman said, well, whom do you want me to bring up? Uh, bring up Samuel. Saul replied. The woman saw Samuel. She screamed, you deceived me. You're Saul. i tell you, this stuff's real, isn't it? She she didn't go, well, you know. She, no, there's, we all think it's all scientific. There's nothing. Man... This stuff is real. You could say it's scary. Real. Wow. Look at this. Don't be frightened, the king told her. Who do you see? Boy, and he recognized him mm, Saul. Okay. I see a specter coming up out of the earth, she said. What does he look like? Oh, he's an old man wrapped in a robe. Saul realized it was Samuel and he bowed low before him. Why have you disturbed me by bringing me back? Samuel asked Saul. Because I'm in deep trouble. The Philistines are at war with us. God's left me and won't reply. By prophets and dreams. Let me tell you something what you do here. Saul, this is why Saul was in trouble. You can still ask for the mercy of the Lord. If he wouldn't have given up. If because if you read about Saul the, earlier in this book, he had mercy. Because he blew it a couple of times. But he just kept blowing it. But if you'll still lean on the mercy of the Lord. You never want to run to mediums. So, anyways, he left me, he won't answer by prophets or dreams, so I've called you to ask for help. Oh, well, anyway. Samuel replied, Why ask me if the Lord has left you and become no, excuse me, why ask me if the Lord has left you and has become your enemy? He has done just what he said he would. Boy, he's gonna rattle off what he told him. He said, You wouldn't obey the Lord. He gave the kingdom to David. He's taken the kingdom from you, given it to your rival David. All this has come upon you, look at this, because you didn't obey the instructions when the Lord was so angry with, uh, with Amalek. That's the Amalekites. What's more, the entire Israeli army, look at this. The entire Israeli army will be routed and destroyed by the Philistines tomorrow, and you and your sons will be here with me. No, when you're dead, you're dead. Nah, <laughs> you're going to leave this place, you're going to be somewhere else. Remember when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration? He was in his glory, and what else? Moses showed up. Elijah showed up. Whoa, where, you're dead, you're dead. No, you're not. You're not. What's more entire okay, they're going to get wiped out. Saul fell full length on the ground, paralyzed with fright. Nah, ugh, he knows he's toast, doesn't he? Watch this. Because of Samuel, he was also faint with hunger, for he had eaten nothing all day. The woman saw how distraught he was and said, Sir, I obeyed your command at risk of my life. Now do what I say. Let me give you something to eat so you'll regain your strength for the trip back. But he refused. The men who were with him, they added their plea saying, Look, boss, eat something. You're going to pass out. So that's what they did. Uh, he finally yielded to the woman and they got up and sat on the bed. The woman had been fattening a calf. She hurried, killed it, and kneaded dough, baked unleavened bread. She brought the meal to his king ate, and they and they, and they went on into the night. So he got his strength back. But now we already have word that, he, uh-oh, he's going to die. Here we go. This is all going to happen. We're going to see it before we stop The Philistine army now mobilized at Aphek. The Israelis camped at the springs in Jezreel. Now remember, David's on that side. Well, that's what it says here. The Philistine captains, their generals, were leading out their troops by battalions and companies. David and his men marched at the rear with King Achish. One of those captains said, Hey, wait a minute. That guy wiped out half my troops about a few years ago. The Philistine commanders demanded, What are these Israelis doing here? King Achish told him, This is David, the runaway. He ain't been much of a runaway. The runaway from the, from the servant of uh, the runaway servant of King Saul, he's been with me for years. I've never found one fault in him. Eh, you just ain't been looking. But the Philistine leaders were angry. Send him back. They're not going into battle with us. They'll turn against us. Is there any better way for him to reconcile himself with his master than by turning against us in this battle? Now, how do they know all these details? They figured it all out. They knew. Besides that, it was it was true. <laughs> This is the same man. Look at this. Here comes that story again. This is, this is, the generals are going, yeah, we know this one. It's not classified anymore. This is the same man uh, the women of Israel sang in their dances. Saul has saying his thousands and David his ten thousands. Of course, it's a fairy tale. It never happened. Good grief. Yes, it did. And they sang that song when he killed Goliath. Okay. Achish finally summoned David and his men. I swear by the Lord. See, he liked David. You are some of the finest men I ever met. I think you should go with us, but my commanders say no. Don't be upset with them, but go back quietly. What have I done to deserve this treatment? David demanded. Why can't I fight with your enemies? But Achish insisted, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> yeah, right. You're as perfect as an angel. Yeah. But my commanders are afraid that you, uh, with, uh, afraid to have you with them in the battle. Now get up early in the morning and leave. Okay, so David headed back to the land of the Philistines while the Philistine army went on to Jezreel. Now, Uh, When the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. It's all about going to heaven. Oh, really? Look at the next story. Three days later, when the men, remember there's 600 of them. When they got back, look at this disaster that hit at home. Their wives, their whole town got burned and they were all taken as slaves. And guess what? They wanted to blame David for this. His men did. They were thinking about killing him. So watch what David does. They got back to their home city, Ziklag. They found the Amalekites, those turkeys. They raided the city, burned it to the ground, carrying off the women and children. As David and his men looked at the ruins, look at these emotions. What happened to their families? They wept until they could weep no more. Now, you've been there before. You just cry your heart out. You cry till you're hurt. Well, look what happened. Where's your little new, brand new four-year-old son? Uh, He's gone. What about the woman of your love? Gone. Anyway, David and his men looked real, Okay, they wept. Okay, David's two wives, there they are. Ah, Hanoam and Abigail were among those who had been captured. David was seriously worried, for in the bitter grief for their children, his, man, his men began, in other words, thinking, hey, we're going to kill David. We're so mad. Look what David does. Talking of it. Look at this. But David, David. Now, before I go any further, I want to go to. We're coming back to that. Remember, we've got to go to chapter 30. So we're coming back. Matthew. 15, uh, right in here somewhere. Hello. Look at this. A woman from Canaan, hello, yeah, it's the territory. She was living there, came to him and said, have mercy on me, O Lord, king of a fake. No, the blind men said the same thing. Son of David. She says, King David's son. Man, these things must have happened. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Wow. I don't know if you... W- watch. I don't want to miss this. Jesus left that part of the country. Look at the history. Left this country. We're going to say he went to Florence. Florence is about 50 miles from here. He walked the 50 miles to Tyre and Sidon. Now, you got that? That's the history. A woman came out. Or she's got a demon-possessed daughter. Let me just speed ahead because I want not spend all my time here. He wouldn't even talk to her. Send her away. This is where... Give the dog the crumbs. Remember that? Okay. He said, I was sent to help the Jews, the lost chief of Israel, not the Gentiles. But she worshiped him and pled again, sir, help me. Notice she wouldn't quit. He said, it's not right to give the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Look at, she said, yes, it is. She replied, even the puppies beneath the table are permitted to eat the crumbs. Woman, Jesus said, your faith is large. Your request is granted. Okay. Look at this. And her daughter was healed. Look at 29. Now Jesus returned to the Sea of Galilee. He went back. That's the only thing. We, he went fifty miles to go help somebody that was basically worthless. Does Jesus love you? Oh yeah, incredible. He just had to get her over an area of faith there. You know, but she wasn't going to give up. He went all the way out there to help her. But anyway, back to this. She said, "Son of David." Okay, let's go back to. We're at chapter 30. Jump in here. Oh, let's see. Where did we get to? Uh, okay, here it is. right? He was seriously worried, but look, notice David took strength from the Lord. Yeah, you better, because all everybody around you says we won't kill you. <laughs> David's like, man, I've been running from Saul, now i got to run from all my men. But he took his strength in the Lord. What does that mean? Well, go read some Psalms and find. It wasn't like... Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Oh, baloney. You can get that later. Right now, you need to say, I'm walking on the water. In Jesus' name, I'm not going to die. The Lord's my strength. He's my help. Or whatever. Anyway. Then he said to Abathar the priest, bring me the oracle. That was basically part of the, it's a choir robe, shall you say. Priest outfit. So Abathar brought it. David said to the Lord, shall I, ta- shall I chase them? Shall I go after them? I mean, will I catch them? Look what the Lord says. The Lord said, yeah, go after him. You'll recover everything that was taken. Wow. David and his 600 men, they went out after the Amalekites. When they reached the Bezor Brook, 200 of the men were too exhausted to cross. But another 400 kept going. Why do we have those details? It's history. They're taking records. Along the way, they found an Egyptian youth in the field brought to him by David. He had not, any, had not anything to eat for or drink for three days. So they gave him a part of a fig cake, two clutches of raisins, and something other Big Mac meal, whatever. Okay, got it. And, there, and his strength returned. Hey, who are you? Where'd you come from? David said, I'm an Egyptian, the servant of an Amalekite. Ooh, this might be good. My master left me three days ago because I was sick. We were on our way from, basically, we wiped out Ziklag. Okay, your hometown. From raiding the Cherethites in Nageb, raided the south of Judah and the land of Caleb, and burned Ziklag. Can you tell me where they went? David knew how this game was played the young man said if you swear by God's name you won't kill me or give me back to my master I'll guide you to him this is incredible how the Lord just helps you find things let's keep going so he led them to the Amalekite encampment where they spread out across the fields eating, drinking, dancing with joy because of the vast amount of loot they had taken from the Philistine and from the men of Judah David and his men rushed in among them and they slaughtered them all night long well, that wasn't very Christian-like. No, this is history. This is history, and actually, it was okay. No one escaped except four hundred young men who fled on camels. David got back. Look at that. Got back out. It got back everything. Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil, or the blind men. Have mercy on us, son of David. Jesus says, what do you want? Well, we want to be able to see. Jesus said, well, a real spiritual man doesn't need eyes. That is baloney. If you have blurry vision, you need help. You got cataracts, you need help. You got a twitch like I've had before, (laughs) you need help. I'll mash you on that nerve, maybe it'll go away. And all of a sudden you start realizing, in Jesus' name, Lord, help me. And that stuff will quit. You'll be all right. Anyway. David got back everything. He recovered the families, all their belongings. David, David rescued his wives. His troops rounded up all the flocks and herds and drove them ahead of them. These are all yours personally as your reward. Uh, uh, let's see. They told David. Now, notice this is just history because look what it says. When they reached Besor Brook and the 200 men who had been too exhausted, David greeted them joyfully. Ah, oh, but some of the ruffians. Why wow, they didn't go with us. They don't get nothing. Oh, yeah. They didn't go with us, so they can't have the loot. Give them their wives and children and tell them to get out of here. David said, no, my brothers, the Lord kept us, look at that, safe. Helped us defeat the enemy. Do you think anyone will listen to you when you talk like this? We share and share alike. Those that go to the battle and those that guard the stuff. King James says the stuff, who guard the equipment. From then on, David made this law for all Israel and it's followed today. Okay. Uh, when he arrived at Ziklag... He sent part of the loot to the elders of Judah. Here's a present to you from the Lord's enemies. He wrote them. The gifts were sent to the elders of the following cities. Look at that. This has got to be fake. No, it's not. See, all Israel knew what David was doing. Now, here we go. This is your last chapter right here. David becomes king at the end of this because Saul is going to get killed. Real short. Meanwhile, the Philistines, remember? Meanwhile, David was doing this, but meanwhile, that battle was going on. The one that David wanted to be in on, but the... He was on the other side of the fence. Anyway. The Philistines had begun battle with Israel. And the Israelis fled from them and were slaughtered wholesale on Mount Gilboa. Well, Mount Gilboa was. One was where Moses said, you're going to proclaim the blessing. One of them is going to be where you're going to be a curse. This stuff can't be true. Yeah, it is. The Philistines closed in on Saul and they killed his sons. Doggone it. There goes Jonathan. Abinadab and Malchishua. Remember, Jonathan was David's, I mean, David loved him. Anyway, the archers overtook Saul and wounded him badly. He groaned to his armor bearer, kill me with your sword before these heathen Philistines capture me and torture me. In other words, like Chuck Connors, get my boots off before I die, whatever, whatever. Uh, But his armor bearer was afraid too, so Saul took his own sword and he fell on the point of it and pierced himself through. When his armor bearer saw that he was dead, he fell on his sword and died too. So Saul and his armor bearer and his three sons and his troops died together that day. Wow. When the Israelis on the other side of the valley beyond Jordan heard their comrades had fell and Saul and his sons were dead, man, they abandoned their cities and the other guys move in. Philistines lives in. The next day, the Philistines went out to strip the dead. They found the bodies of Saul, his three sons, on Mount Gilboa. They cut off Saul's head, stripped his armor, and sent the wonderful news of Saul's death to their, look at that, their idols. And to the people throughout their land. His armor was placed in the temple of, anyway, Ashtaroth. And his body was fastened to the wall of Bethsham. They just pinned their bodies and set the end. No, look look at this history. But when the people of Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done, warriors from that town. I mean, boy, the young men that knew they were warriors, they said, we're going in there. They're like David. Lord be with us. We're getting it. We're, we're, they deserve better than that. They took down the dead bodies of Saul and his sons from the wall, brought them to Jabesh where they cremated them, and they buried their remains beneath the oak at Jabesh uh, and fasted for seven seven days. Now, notice that. That's chapter 31. That's the end. And it picks up with, we're not going to go any further here, but Saul's dead at this point. And King David, it, it, it actually picks up with this guy came and told David what happened. Remember, there was no email. There was no planes in the sky with a banner behind it. You you didn't know your nation had gone under. Just word of mouth and it's trickling out real fast here. But anyway, now you see what happened. David's fixing to become king here well, actually, he will immediately here on this. Father, we just thank you for watching the life of David here and his protection and what happened with his family and all these kind of things. And, Father, we just thank you the same things for us today. David wrote just most of those psalms. And, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. And all these facts, we just figure this stuff out. So, Father, we thank you today. If we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. What's health to you? You'll fix that. David said... Uh, who forgives all my iniquities and who heals all my diseases. If we're not feeling good, you'll fix that. Same thing's true financially. Praise the Lord. Look at all the abundance of loot they got and you took care of them. When it looked like they lost their families, they got it all back. Praise the Lord. Well, Lord, if it's not that, it's something else. What if we found out something bad was going on? Well, it doesn't matter, Lord. You'll help us out. And that doesn't leave anything left. But for as we tell others about Jesus, we'll tell them the great things you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. But we'll pick it up in second Samuel.